Warning, the following contains discussion of pirates, beer barons, and New Jersey politicians. Listener discretion is advised. Here it comes! Confessions of two men with nothing in common but an accent. I am James. And I'm Matt. So Matt, I ran into another holy man at work the other day. Another? God, seriously, do, you, do they just make, like, weird... Well, I guess the word I'm looking for is crazy. Do they make just make crazy people in Alabama? I guess they do, because it's Alabama after all. Well, we've been over this. Walmart, much like Gotham City, will create forces to test its citizens. I, I have been thinking, like, I, when you, you would tell me these stories before, before, like, I got a job, like, a Dollar General or anything, I was like, eh, he's just, I, I think he's just being overdramatic, because, you know, that's just, it, probably retail, you run into a lot of crazy people. Well, now having worked in retail uh, almost nine months, I can say, nope, <laughs> there's something fucked up about your Walmart, James. <laughs> well, once again, Walmart on the edge of forever. Yes. You see, I... I as I've made clear on the show, while not anti-religious, I'm a man, I'm a pretty devout agnostic. I'm not a man of faith. You... So, of course, my Joker, my rogues gallery that Walmart would create for me would be a series of holy men, each more pious than the last. Well, can I just say, first of all, I'll say that's bullshit, the agnostic thing. I'm sorry, James. Shit or get off the pot. Either... Either be fucking, you know, uh, what's his name, Pat Robertson, or be Christopher Hitchens. You can't be in between. There is no middle ground in the war against Christianity, James. I have to be Marty Hart or Rustin Cole. <laughs> exactly. Either in denial or a little too far into acceptance. Either or. To be technical, I consider myself pessimistically agnostic. There's probably not a god, but I'm not going to say for sure. Yeah, you just, again, that's, I feel like you're hedging your bets. Like, you know, I don't want to come out and say, God, this is real, just, just in case I'm wrong. You know, I just, you know, don't want to see Jesus come back and look like an asshole, you know. Like that one guy who didn't, who didn't believe in him is like, hey, what's I'm what? pretty sure I wouldn't be the one person who didn't believe in Jesus. I would not be the, you're the one, one atheist. You're the one atheist in Alabama, admit it. <laughs> How fucked up would that be, though? Jesus comes back, and suddenly there's actually only one atheist in the world. <laughs> it's, like, it's like some weird Joker social experiment. <laughs> like, all the atheists in the world are just pretending, <laughs> except for that one dude. They're all just trying to make that one guy look I like feel, an asshole. I feel like it's like would, some weird British game show. I feel like that would be a, a movie starring Kirk Cameron, you know? The one atheist in the world. A Kirk Cameron film. <laughs> but yeah. No, I was, I was going to say, I was going to say, as far as Jesus is concerned, um, 
and you're going to make fun of me for this because I know you, you fucking asshole. I look at God and religion from a historical context. Um, I think oh, you're you're a follower of historical Jesus. I think Jesus existed, but it's just the thing, like you know, legends and stuff. You know, actually, like, I feel the exact same. Way. Like, like the same, the, all the stories, like say, like you know, two thousand years before Jesus, you know. Like all the legends and stories and myths around Alexander. You know, we know Alexander exists. We know he did a lot of cool stuff, but, you know, we can't necessarily believe all, everything about him. And it's, I think, feel like it's the same way with Jesus. Look at the stories that surround Elvis. Exactly. Just wait 2,000 years from now. Elvis will be the new Jesus, you know. You're saying he's not already? I mean, well, he is know, already the king of kings. You know, there was that weird time in the early 70s when his heart stopped for three days and he come back. <laughs> it turned out he was just had a massive uh, clogged arteries, you know, and peanut butter and nanner sandwiches. <laughs> he just showed back up to Priscilla Presley like it, she was Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Elvis, you've risen. Colonel, Give some love, baby. Colonel Tom uh, disowned him three times. In the in the cock road, not not a chicken, but you know the guy he had in his entourage called Cock. You're just sitting in the back of his limo one day. Bobby, Bobby, we're gonna we're gonna be real with you for a moment tonight. One of you boys is gonna betray me. Oh no, King, say it ain't so. <laughs> I, but to me, like I know we're getting off topic here, but I feel like the best like job to have ever had would be part of. Elvis's entourage, like part of the Memphis Mafia. That was just, you know, all you gotta do is like, yeah, yeah, Elvis, you're the king, man. You're the king. That's all you gotta do. You just keep kissing his ass and you get all kinds of cool shit. Just keep him full of whiskey and peanut butter and banana sandwiches. And, and lots, lots of coding. Don't forget about that. No, that's that's the entourage where everyone is turtle. <laughs> you're right. I never thought about it like that, but you're right. The Memphis Mafia is the turtle mafia. You're right. <laughs> but to go on a brief historical tangent... I do the historical tangents, goddammit. Continue. Uh, going into what you were saying earlier, I, that's something that I find interesting, but for both sides, both the people who say, like, no, hist- history proves that Jesus totally existed, and the atheists who say, like, you know, bullshit, Jesus could never have been a person who lived. It's like when you look at that time in uh, the history of the Roman Emperor, there was a dude proclaiming himself to be the new Messiah every week. I mean, they that's why I always find funny when you watch Jesus movies and Jesus is the most important thing going on at that period. And his crucifixion is like this huge event. And Caesar was crucifying messiahs left and right. That was Tuesday for him. Yeah. And like the thing with the Roman Empire, like you always hear this stigma about like, you know, the, how they fed Christians to the lions and all this stuff. They they did that, but it was as a as a thing of last resort because they didn't care about Christianity, they didn't care about Judaism, they didn't care, you know, if you were a traditional Roman pagan. All they cared about was if you paid your taxes, didn't cause any trouble. And that's what the problem was the Christians were, you know. They were I was telling this to my brother like a couple months ago, and he summed it up perfectly. They were and this is gonna piss off some people, but in the, around the year zero, they were that year's version of the Islamic states, you know, trying to force their religion upon everyone. You know, no, there is no God but Jesus, Jesus and his only begotten son, you know, if the Jews, if the Romans, you know. And then finally the Romans like, dude, just throw them to the lions is what pretty much what happened. You know? <laughs> to be fair, isn't that how America was founded? 
Pretty much. Just the pilgrim saying, ah, I can see that lady's ankles. Let's get out of here. That's something that I've always found fascinating. Um, and again, I feel like we're getting into dangerous territory, but like Christianity, there's always been a sort of, uh, of a persecution like syndrome with Christians. They, especially here in America where Christianity is the overwhelming majority. And we, you know, like a lot of Christians and stuff, preach it, oh, the war on Christianity, the war. And it's coming up, you know, this time of year. The war on white people, the the war war on Christmas. Yeah, the war on Christmas. You know, stop. Stop trying to do your religion. You know, stop trying to do all this to my religion. You know, no one's really doing anything to your religion, you know? Well, as someone way smarter than me once put it, what white male Christians call oppression, the rest of the world calls not getting exactly what you want every single time. It was me that said that. (laughs) The best way I can put it is... Christians think they're the Jews. They think they're the forsaken people who have struggled all this time. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's a side effect of taking the Jewish Bible and adopting it as your own. You know, <laughs> I know the ultimate white dude thing to do. <laughs> oh, you have this culture and identity based around how oppressed your people are. Oh, we're just gonna take that's, that, motherfucker. That's gonna be the prologue to our Bible. <laughs> Till we get to the good shit. And then the Mormons come along and say, we're going right afterwards. Jesus the Western. Jesus was hanging out with a bunch of Indians in the Book of Mormon. Like, all right, whatever, dude. Um, yeah, you think you're the Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry, you're the Hobbit. <laughs> I do have to say that. Uh, so, wait a minute. Does that make the Book of Mormon like the Samarillion or whatever you have? The Silmarillion. Yeah. That's, that's Gawain the Green Knight. <laughs> of course, you forgot about that chapter where Gawain has like 16 wives, um, half of them underage. Uh, that's what Brigham Young did. Look it up. But uh, I will say that of the like the of the major religions, um, I feel like uh, the Judaism and Buddhism are two of the, like the better ones because they seem like really laid back. You know, like you don't really see much in the way of like you know militant Jews out there doing. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there are There's a lot action of... Action rabbis there are, with crossbows. <laughs> there are a lot of, you know, hardcore orthodox ones, you know, but they're not... They're, more often than not, the Jewish people seem a lot more laid back. And, you know, Buddhism, fuck, that's what Buddhism is. Just, you know, you, you worship your God, I worship mine. Who cares? As long as we reach enlightenment. Yeah, Buddhism is the most chill religion in the world. I couldn't be. I just want to throw this out as a non secret. I couldn't be Hindu because I couldn't be Hindu, Jewish, or Muslim just because of the dietary restrictions. I like hamburgers and barbecue way too much. Let's just say I can't be a part of any religion that frowns upon hate. <laughs> exactly. That's why I like. That's why I like Christianity so much. Christianity says hate's all right as long as God says you can hate. Right, give me a list of people who are going to hell, and I will <laughs> remind them frequently. <laughs> Um. So yeah. So yeah, I saw a holy man. <laughs> That's right. That's what I was wondering. I was trying to tra- uh, walk this trail back to where it started. Yeah, you saw and a holy man. All that bullshit aside. And it's funny. This, this is actually very cyclical. I saw a Buddhist monk <laughs> on an electric scooter. Oh no! Wow. I am in, I'm just standing around in the pets department because this is where this always happens on the fucking aisle where this always happens. And all of a sudden, scooting around the corner, <laughs> I see a bald Asian man in 
orange and burgundy robes and sandals in an electric riding cart speed past me (laughs) and go into the dog treat aisle. What kind of dog treat he buys? I don't know, because as soon as I see this, I duck into the next aisle, collapse, and laugh hysterically. Because what the fuck is he buying those treats for? They don't have dogs in monasteries. <laughs> Maybe the treats were for himself, James. That's what Buddha has said, you know. You have to treat yourself sometimes. No matter what your sick fetish is, James. But uh What I want to know is... Did he price check? <laughs> it is not in the way. Well, no, it probably would be in the way to question all things, including price. Well, I feel like that would violate his vow of silence. Like you would well, just you take know, out, you, the, know, you would just you know, take out the coupon clipping and point to it. They wouldn't get the point. He'd just know, get increasingly uh, frustrated. Not all like Buddhist monks do a vow of silence, right? That's not a, a thing that they all do. That's just something they individuals do sometimes. Don't interject reality into this hypothetical joke. Schools of thought. By the way, I want to say. I was going to mention it earlier, but I met a Buddhist as well this this past week. Mine was there a convention in the South? Mine couldn't have been any different from yours, whereas your Buddhist was a stereotypical Buddhist in the robes, Asian man. Mine happened to be a 50-something-year-old black police officer. How did you know he was Buddhist? Did you just because, assume? Well, we were talking because he asked me if I was ready for – he was asking me if you know about Christmas and stuff while I was checking him out at work. I said, no, nah, not really. I'm not really real religious. So I said, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of older and, you know, I don't have any children and, you know, I don't care. <laughs> Nobody buys me shit anymore is what I was pretty much saying. I don't care about Christmas. But um, he said, yeah, um, I, I, I don't really do it because I'm Buddhist. I was like, really? I was like, really? Like, yeah. He said, yeah, because he was telling me, he told me a tale, like, he, I think he spent like 30 years in Japan uh, in the army. Um, and he was, he was overseas in Japan for, he finally come back to the States like a couple years ago. But, uh, yeah, he was telling me, like, I forgot what it was called because I asked him if they had, like, a... Because, like, you know, I know, like, all, like, major religions have sort of a uh, a winter festival kind of thing. You know, we have Christmas. Um, the Muslims have Ramadan. Uh, Jewish people have uh, of uh, Hanukkah. And I forgot what the Hindus have. But, um, yeah, he was telling me about something. I forgot what it was called. But, uh, shit. The Feast of the Lotus. Was it really? Because that actually no. sounds like something. I'm probably being really culturally insensitive right now. Probably. We both are. What the fuck's wrong with us? But um, I can't remember what he said it was called, but uh, they have like a day of like reflection and stuff. And I told him, I said, uh, I assume that, you know, it hasn't caught on over here in the States because, you know, you can't commercialize it like you can every other holiday. That, oh, that would be hilarious and very hypocritical to see like, you know, like a, a car dealership, like a guy says, <laughs> Buddha, come on down. Come on over to Big Belly Nissan. What would Buddha drive? <laughs> I tell you what he'd drive. He'd drive this 2015 brand new Jeep Cherokee. You spend oh, more the- than $20,000, I'll let you rub my belly. With them electric seat warmers, you'll know you'll be at peace with nature and man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, so you're Buddhist. You just, you just ran away from him. You, you saw a chance to do something for Buddha. I, I fled enlightenment. I was not ready. Did he at all at any point, and this is going to be very stereotypical, but and based off the movie Caddyshack, um, did he at any point say Gunga Galunga? He may have. Like I said, I ducked into the next aisle, laughed, came back, and he was gone. Did he ever exist? 
I think he's like the smoke monster from Lost. Like every time I he's see one of these holy man, it's just the same creature. It's a different religion. Um, so to keep track, so far you've had the Buddhist, the African shaman with the eye on his forehead, and of course the disciple of the Church of Nimrod. Yes, I have met a prophet, a shaman, and a monk. That almost sounds like the start of a good joke. A prophet, a shaman, and a monk go into a Sims Alabama Walmart. I just assume I'm going to meet the Pope next week. <laughs> will he Will he be wearing a big hat and or shitting in the woods? <laughs> That's what Inquirer Minds have been wanting to know for years. So, speaking of holy days, did you work Black Friday this year? No, I actually got to get off Black Friday. I worked Thanksgiving, but... Because um, you were doing everything within your power to get away from your dad and those chicken legs. <laughs> Um, I worked Thanksgiving. It was like, uh, I don't know. I assume Black Friday for you was hectic, but from what I heard, Black Friday at Dollar Journal wasn't too bad. Um, Thanksgiving, I worked the, to close on Thanksgiving. I worked from like two to two to eight and it was just dead. Like I found myself just straightening shelves yeah. to where I wanted just to hang myself. Yeah. I came in at like one o'clock on Black Friday, fully convinced that. I was going to have to clean all of that shit up. Mm-hmm. Like, I was the guy who slept over too late at a party and had to clean up all the beer can. <laughs> but it was, everything was perfectly aligned. It was as if Black Friday had never happened. You missed it. Good for you. Oh, no, I didn't miss it. I was there on Thanksgiving again. <laughs> oh, okay. When did you work Thanksgiving? Like, what, what were your hours? Uh, Thanksgiving, I think I worked eight to five that year. Mm-hmm. Oh, that did now? Did your Walmart? I know we have a Walmart right down the road from us. Um, did your Walmart like the one down the road from us? They started their Black Friday deals like at five o'clock that day. Yeah, we started ours at six. Yeah. So, um, but it was hilarious because we had people coming in like at six, seven o'clock talking about like, like how packed that Walmart was. You know, uh, like how someone said like you could you could get on like. A car, like on the roof of a car in the end of the parking line, you know, walk <laughs> roof to roof all the way to the front. I was like, I said, you joke, but someone is going to do that. That's a parkour video on YouTube <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. I had a very sad experience where I walked past a dude who was sitting in one of the grocery aisles in a lawn chair. May or may not have been drinking a beer. I don't know if it's, it was that Southern. And an old man walks up to me and says, what are all these people doing here with lawn chairs? <laughs> I had to say, oh, it's for the Black Friday sale. They're doing this for a sale. <laughs> like I, I'm sorry that this this sad fact of life as it's lived in the 21st century had to be broken to you this way. But yes, this is what humanity has succumbed to. Get out of here while you still can. I like to think that this guy is the the same guy that you saw at that Black Friday all those years ago. <laughs> that old man, like he's unstuck in time. Like he's actually from like the 30s. This is what consumerism has become. I have to go warn someone before it's too late. Like that was like his version of like, the end speech from No Country for Old Men. <laughs> like, that was the moment he realized he just he just didn't understand this world anymore. The world's changing. The prices are getting too low. I don't want to be part of it anymore. But you'll be happy to know that once again this year, my job was to stand guard over the movies and video games. Yes, you were the century. Which were once again by the meat section, right up against the bunkers. You were the Night's Watch for Walmart. 
Only this time, at no point did one of the displays fall over into the raw meat. <laughs> I took care of that shit. I swear to God, they brought were bringing those out, and they had them on pallets, and were about to move them off onto the ground. And I told mm-hmm. one of the managers, "Yeah, last year the bottoms fell out of all of those, and they fell into raw meat. And then people bought games covered in raw meat. So we probably shouldn't do that this year." And he listened. Um, what were the they were DVDs and games, right? Yeah. How long did it take? We talked about this last year, but that moment where you know. You've got a group of people, and then one of them says, you know what, fuck this shit. It just goes for it. How long did it take this time? Did they actually abide by the time limit? No. We had one incident where, and I was actually, this was after, because I should point out, I got off at 5, the sale started at 6, I just walked into the bathroom, took my vest off, and walked right back out there. To get some shit. I don't blame you. Yeah. So I was in line for a Blu-ray player, like, right adjacent to where everybody was in front of the DVDs. And about five minutes before the sale started, I heard this loud ruckus, and I saw a sheriff, like, pulling this teenager away from the crowd and, like, like perp-walking him. Because <laughs> apparently he and a bunch of other kids had tried to get into the video games, and he had punched a girl in the face. Wow. And he, like, perp walks them, like, 20 feet away from where the display is, and then just shoves them forward <laughs> and walks back. Really? Like, You're so- out of my jurisdiction now. <laughs> of course, that is the the problem with that Walmart being built on the county line like that. <laughs> so I see, like, a couple of kids in the chaos surrounding that walk out with like these huge handfuls of video games they didn't even look at what they were grabbing they just filled their arms and ran off i think that is black friday in a nutshell right there pretty much no one cares about what they're getting as long as they're getting it for a deal and walking right past me i see this like 12 year old black kid holding armfuls of nothing but Duck Dynasty, the video game for the Xbox 360. <laughs> the lady behind me sees that, shakes her head, and says, I bet he doesn't even like Duck Dynasty. <laughs> so I will say this year they did beef up the security a little bit. As, uh, before I stood guard, my job was to uh, move all the pallets out onto the floor. And as I started moving them off, I started to notice the people moving the DVDs weren't going back to get more. They would just take a pallet out and then stand by it. Because apparently that's what they were supposed to do. So by the time I was all out there, there was just this fucking wall of employees <laughs> making a human force field. They can't kill us all. We'll use our bodies to shield the product. We'll drown them in our blood. <laughs> that's the Sam Walton way. Um, so did you end up getting your Blu-ray? I did. All right. It was it was hilarious. I had no expectations of actually getting anything because, as I mentioned on the show before, I am not an aggressive shopper. I just don't have that killer instinct to get a thirty-five dollar Blu-ray on a Thanksgiving sale. Mm-hmm. But I swear to God, there were twenty people in line for those Blu-rays, and we had a hundred of them. Yeah. Because apparently Blu-rays just aren't cool anymore. Everything's going digital, man. Who knew the people of Sims, Alabama were so on the cutting edge? Fucking Alabama hipsters. So me and 20 people stand like patiently in this line for the sale to start at 6. 
Then, one at a time, they approach us and hand us a Blu-ray player <laughs> and wish us a good day. It's the most peaceful transaction of my life. I like life. to think that this is going on while like there's fire and war and brimstone raining all around around you. Like you're the one, you're the center of sanity in this one. You joke, but like 30 feet away, people were scrambling and shouting and slapping each other. It was fucking hilarious. Like we were looking at them and saying, "Why can't you be civilized?" You had a tea party afterwards. You and those other uh, twenty people. Yeah, we threw our Blu-rays into the harbor. <laughs> was, so, was that the only thing you got? Just the Blu-ray? Yeah, I got the Blu-ray and a handful of movies. What movies? Oh, you're gonna like this. I was trying to think of what movie I would use to uh, to break in my Blu-ray player. What would <laughs> what, what what should her maiden voyage be? So I purchased the director's cut of RoboCop. Yes. All right. With even more squibs. <laughs> Dick Jones dies for two hours in that cut. <laughs> His arms are even longer. It's like 30 minutes of Murphy's shooting. Just Liam. He keeps putting Liam's back on just to blow him off. I bought that and a combo pack that contains Flash Gordon, The Last <laughs> Starfighter, David Lynch's Dune, and the Battlestar Galactica pilot. Wow. That is... That's... Space in a fucking DVD. Wow. That, that's a heck of a deal right Space, there. too. Yeah. The best space. For, I got it for like $3. Oh, you go to hell, James. Already there. Was it... It was the original Battlestar Galactica pilot, right? Yes. Okay. Lauren Green, motherfucker. So, did you get any swag this year? Um, I got one thing. I took advantage of a sale on, uh... uh, uh on Thanksgiving, we had, like, a one-day sale. I got a... I don't know if you saw these. I don't know if y'all have them at Walmart. They're they're little mini consoles of like certain like games. Uh, I've seen those. I got one for Sega Genesis. Um, nice. My nephew got one of those. It's last got year. it's got like eighty built-in games, and it's also got like a thing where I can if I I don't have the cartridges anymore. But I've been looking like online. You can buy cartridge like the games and stuff. I thought about buying one or two. But it's question: out, mm-hmm. Have you played Lord of Beasts yet? I don't think so. I've only played... I've been sticking to Sonic at the moment. As I was playing that on my nephews for, at Christmas last year. Lord of Beasts is the greatest side-scroller ever. You just play a Greek hero going through a coliseum, punching mythological characters in the dick. It's uh, Clash of the Titans, but with worse graphics. Or with better graphics, yes. Boom. Seriously, your only method of attack in that game is dick punching. <laughs> Hydra, dick. Cyclops, dick. Medusa, punch her in the motherfucking dick. I'll, I'll have to get my dad to play that. I think he'll like it. But, um, yeah, I got this. It was regular $40, and I think I got it for like 25 I think, was what the, like the one-day deal. It was the last one, too, because I was kind of waffling on it, and the girl I worked with was like, you better get it. It's only going to be on sale today. I was like, you get a commission or something? Hey, Take if it doesn't go to you, it's just going to go to some horrible child. Exactly. <laughs> And, like, seriously, like, two days later, someone come in asking me. I was like, oh, sorry, then sold out. Can't do anything about it. And I laughed and laughed and laughed while her child wept and wept. You just Maybe. walked away whistling the Sonic theme. <laughs> it made me feel like a big man to deny that kid a game. This is why that's you, what Christmas is all about. That's what I was going to say. That's what the holiday spirit's for. So, uh... 
consumerism-related shenanigans aside, how has your past month been? It's been all right. It's been interesting. Um, I finished my first semester in college by making all A's, motherfucker. I've made all A's. Uh, uh, As we talked about, I think, last episode where I was writing that paper (laughs) on the insane Indian slash black man, Okatubby. Um, I got a 100 on that one. Nice. His insanity paid off. And because of that 100, um, I exempted my final exam in history, which it's kind of, it was kind of, I won't say bittersweet, but when I saw the su- the subject matter of the final exam was going to be on the Civil War, I was like, shit. Oh, you would have written that for fun. <laughs> I, I, I seriously thought about showing up the day of the final exam saying, I'm ready for this shit. Extra credit, motherfucker. I was born ready, but, um. I got a 99 as my final grade in history. Um, I murdered my last two papers in English to get a 97. And then in math, I was able to get a 90 on my final exam. Jesus, really? Well, it's just, I mean, it's, just, it's algebra. It's, I mean, I'm taking like basic algebra. So, I mean, it's word math. So you have a foot in the door. But, um, and I ended up with a 94 in algebra. Um, I would have made the dean's list had I not. I'm not technically a full-time student because I've got uh, 11 credit hours. You need 12 credit hours to uh, be a full-time student. So I was one credit hour short of making the dean's list. But If only you had taken that PE class. <laughs> I came, I saw, I kicked its ass. College, fuck you. I'll see you next <laughs> semester, bitch. You just take out your diploma and light it on fire at the graduation ceremony. Um, I've also got, I think, did I mean, I think I've talked to you about my next batch of classes I've got for next semester, but, um, I'm taking U.S. History 202, which is 1877 to present day. Your it's favorite gonna, period. It's going to be fun. Any period in America is just my favorite. But, um, then I've got, uh, English 102. I'm taking probability and statistics and math. And um, probably the course I'm the most excited for is uh, Political Science 101. Oh, yeah, you'll fucking be the Neil deGrasse Tyson of American politics. I'll just be watching House of Cards saying, no, 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 my friend. Bullshit. That is not how Congress works. Shame on you. But I figure, like, mostly what I'm going to be doing in 101 is, um, I think it's mostly going to be U.S. government, so all the shit I already know you. There are three branches of the U.S. government. <laughs> Executive, legislative, and judicial. That's what it's pretty much going to be the whole class. Why is Gomer Pyle teaching the class? I don't know. I mean, Jim Neighbors has to do something. He, the the phone's not ringing anymore on the acting jobs. Didn't he die like 10 years ago? <laughs> oh, Jim Neighbors is still alive. He's a gay man from Indiana. He shouldn't be alive. <laughs> what? <laughs> I meant that because of, of Indiana's you know racism. That's what I meant. Not Indian racism, homophobia. There we go. Just keep digging that grave for yourself, buddy. What I'm saying is, Gomer Powell, USMC, wasn't wasn't a realistic show. He should have been in Vietnam. God damn it! What was up like, with that? Well, you made me kill babies, Sergeant Carter. <laughs> oh fuck! Galveston, oh Galveston. I should have laughed at that. God damn you! But um, yeah, uh, I finished my first semester up. Looking good on that. Everything's looking good except one thing. I've been hinting around this uh, last week, uh, in the first of December. Is when this happened. Um, on Tuesday morning, I was sleeping soundly about three a.m. 
when I was woken from my sleep by my mother with words that I'd never heard, but I had been expecting to hear eventually. And those words were, Matt, get up. We gotta go get your daddy out of jail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not to sound insensitive, but the writing's been on the wall since you were born. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, a shoe that's been waiting at a drop for a long time. Yeah, so, um... My father got arrested last week. Uh, what did your dad do? Uh, he was driving with a suspended license. That's what got him. Um, oh, so he, he went full Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was, um, uh, see, this is something else, but about seven months, it's been seven months, it was right when we moved, he got pulled over and he got a, a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. Like, we've been after him for years about wearing a seatbelt. He's gotten like four seatbelt fines over like the last five years for not wearing the seatbelt. Like, put on your seatbelt. Put on your goddamn seatbelt every time we have to keep telling him. And he keeps refusing to do it. Oh, um, it's like a dick on my chest. Seriously, like, I don't know what's up. He's just that fucking hard-headed. But, and he got his ticket, and we kept saying something to him over the summer. Go up to the courthouse, pay your ticket. I will, I will, I will. And it finally... He got pulled over coming home from work about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning because you know he works like third shift. And though in that uh, that the truck he's driving, the tag lights were out, and police pulled him over, and they ran his license and whoop, your license is suspended, and they arrested him, threw him in the clink. You sure um, he didn't do all that on purpose just to be like his super cool son <laughs> who got caught driving without insurance? Like he put in his earring. <laughs> I never got caught for driving without insurance. I just did it. I, I was a successful bandit. You just walked into the jail, so like, you fucked up, boy. There are rules. Everybody remembers Jesse James. Why? Because he got caught. No one remembers the motherfucker that robbed 200 banks of getting caught. Because he didn't get caught. But um, enough about my criminal activities. Um, I have to say, you, you sent me a text about this at 5.30 yeah. in the morning. And we're very vague with the details. You just said, something has happened. And the next episode of Below the Bible Belt will be called Scofflaws. Yes, because that is my family in a nutshell. We are a family of scofflaws, not a family of criminals. We thumb our noses at certain conventions. Um, And I'll get into another example later. So, after I googled that (laughs) and saw that the first definition was for uh, someone who was arrested for selling liquor during prohibition my first thought was is pj running a distillery somewhere <laughs> fuck your dry states uh, uh, and it, i think that says everything about your family whenever that's a legitimate thought i have <laughs> like, is is a member of matt's family selling moonshine pj's the beer bird that's the big reveal but uh um, no, uh, me and my mom got up about three o'clock and we went, we were lucky though. He, he went, uh, he got arrested where he got arrested was like nearby. He didn't get arrested down where he works like 50 miles away. But, uh, we drove to the jail to come see him. We were, like I said, now he got arrested. He, we were, we almost beat the cops there cause he called from his phone while they were arresting him. And we, we got there so early we had to wait for him to be properly booked before, we could talk about anything, but we got there, found out that we had to pay his, like, his bail was like $800. Good lord. Um, 
And none of you had that kind of money, so his ass stayed there. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, my mom didn't have that money at the time. Um, they said, you can call a bail bondsman. So we were going to get a bail bondsman. We were going to get a bona fide bail bondsman. And, like, I remember, like, like my dad called her, like, at 4 o'clock in the morning because, like, we were – we didn't have any gas in the truck to get back home. So I had to drive to the gas station and wait. We had to sit there and wait in the parking lot for an hour. But he called because he was like, all right, hey – He's like, talk to the bell bond as soon as you can. Please, 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 hurry, 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 is what he was saying. There's and, a large Russian man in here, and I think he's got his eyes on me. But it was it was 4 o'clock in the morning, and that's why I, I, she said, because that's something that I noticed, like, I, my family tends to do that sometimes. We kind of deal, we use black humor to deal with stuff. And that's what we were kind of doing. Because um, like, that's what she's, like, she's saying. Like, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. She left a message for the bail bondsman. She's like, I mean, I did what I can. I don't have any money. You know, I said, what does he expect? Like us outside of the jail doing like a candlelight vigil, you know, for him. Like, you know, I just imagine like me and her like, we shall, we shall overcome, you know. You better shape up. <laughs> Cause I need a man. What the hell is this? And my heart is set on you. PJ walks out with a fucking guitar. Your brother sheriff. Turns out the sheriff is a big Grease fan, so he lets my dad out. That was the day Grease finally paid off. Yes. Um, but eventually my mom, she got, she, like, the bail bond's been, like, seriously, he never called us back. Like, it's been a week and a half. He never got in touch with us. Um, I think they just let your dad out on purpose so he could catch a bigger fish. <laughs> he's their informant now. They flipped him on PJ. He's informant on PJ. But, uh, but it's mom, like your, your dad just shows up for breakfast with, like, a gigantic tape recorder. So, boy, what you been doing in that shit? Speak under the microphone, please. <laughs> um, But... My mom was able, luckily, she was able to get an advance on her paycheck, and um, we were able to bail him out uh, at 11 o'clock that morning, And which is something like later on, he was kind of griping about how long it took. I'm like, dude, it took you eight hours to get out. Eight hours. Just imagine, like, like all them other guys you were in, because <laughs> that's what he said, like, the guys, the, the sheriffs and stuff were surprised that we showed up as soon as we did to get him, you know? Because like, I, I don't think anyone loved this man. Yeah, all the, well, all them other people in there didn't have anybody coming to get them, you know. And, you know, eight hours, like I said, that's, considering we start out the day with no money and he got out before lunchtime, it's pretty, you know, pretty amazing, you know, testament. That yeah, you want to fucking run Lola Run on that, yeah, that, that we, situation. That we care about him, you know. But, uh, yeah, he got out at 11. Um,. And he was making jokes too, cause like, he told, he had us laughing about one part, cause he, like, <laughs> they, uh, they called him about nine o'clock from like, you know, the gin pop area where he was at. Um, and he thought we had done bailed him out. And he, 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 he come through his mind, he thought he was gonna just get up and say, alright, fuck y'all losers, I'll see you later, and run, and then, but he didn't say it, which is a good thing, because they were taking him, to be booked, you know, to like fingerprint him and stuff. So he was, was saying, like, imagine if he said that, then he'd come back, you know. All the prisoners like, hey, hey, what's going on? I didn't necessarily mean that. Uh, all of you are guilty. <laughs> and he also said, too, like, he was in there with, I think, about 10 or 11 other guys. 
Um, but they they were fighting over his shit as he was getting ready to leave, like his cover, and like his his pillow and stuff that he had had. Back, back here, vultures! <laughs> but it's my goddamn blanket. The funniest thing though is that, like for years, he's there's this publication we have in the area. You probably have it too, or a version of it in your town, uh, called the Bad and Busted, where people, like people who have been arrested for stuff, they get their pick their mugshots in the paper, and. My dad's always picked it up because he likes looking at it, being yeah, nosy and stuff. You mentioned that in the very first episode. I did. Well, like that's what like my mom's and stuff. She's she's always talking about like like you keep looking at it. You know, so, what, just she, that's what she's imagine what happens one day if something happens to you like that. You know, and um, then sure enough, this week it come out. This <laughs> is the bad busted. I've got a picture of it, and I want to show it to you, but I don't want to. I don't want to put it in the show notes. <laughs> you don't want to ruin the illusion yeah, of, your, of your dad. Let me see if I can pull up the picture of him making his debut in the CSRA band busted. Why do I feel like it's just going to be him flipping off the camera? It's, clo- it's close. I, I like the look he makes. He just looks so fucking done with it. Here you go. <laughs> uh, you just keep clicking that camera, boy. <laughs> Just keep clicking that camera. Because he said too, like the the people were making fun of him, the sheriffs and stuff. They were laughing at his picture along with him. But uh, yeah, he As got the out. face of a hardened criminal. That's where we're making jokes too. Like when he, I say, "Well, we got you," you know, before you could convert to Islam. Is what I told him. <laughs> he was telling me too, but because you know it's like a county lockup, they don't have anything there. But he was telling me like a bunch of black guys were lifting weights by just. Throwing heavy shit into the pillowcase and <laughs> with a pillowcase. That's how they were lifting weights. Uh-huh. The joke's on you. Which way is Mecca? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we found out. Like I said, we found a way to laugh about it. And um, he got out and he got his everything with his license straightened out this week. Um, I was having to drive him to work, which was <laughs> making me lose my sanity a little bit because. I was ha- it was I was having to drive drive him to work in the afternoon, come back home, and then get up in the middle of the night. Like I leave the house like at one o'clock, and because you remember, I think you and I and Alex were hanging out last week, and I said something about having to leave, like to go pick my dad up. That's what I was having to do it for. But um, go down there and pick him up at two o'clock in the morning, and then come back home about three. Um, all told, I was driving about two hundred miles a day because it's a fifty mile trip down there, and then another fifty miles back. But um. Yeah, doing that wasn't too fun, and I'm glad he got it sorted out. So he can drive his own goddamn self. That's all that matters. Because that's what, like, after he got his license unsuspended, he got everything fixed. I said, good, good, good. Now, put on your goddamn seatbelt. That's what I said. No, I'm a rebel now. <laughs> that's what, that's what, you haven't seen the things I've seen. That's what you're saying. Life on the inside. <laughs> I'm never going to be caged again. Not by no jail cell, and sure as hell not by no seatbelt. He actually did say something to that effect. He's like, I ain't going back to jail. They're going to have to kill me. They want me to go back to jail. Um, But actually, this actually brings up something that I, I haven't talked about yet. Something that has happened like years before we started doing Blow the Bible. But this wasn't the first time I had a family member in the Hooskow. You're about to reveal a dark secret from your past, Matt? Yes. Oh, this isn't even the mid-season finale yet. Um, back in the spring of 2009, my mother was illegally arrested when we lived in South Carolina. 
illegally arrested? I say illegally arrested because she was held for four days in county lockup without formally being charged Jesus. or booked. For what? Um, this comes back to uh, back in two thousand nine. We were poor, real poor. Um, on the brink of like you know, poorness. Um, there were a lot of factors to it. Stuff I don't want to get into, but um, she got in trouble for uh writing a bad check and um the the grocery store. You know, she was buying. She was writing a bad check for food. That's what it was because we needed food. But she got in trouble with the grocery store and she went to court with it and she promised. To pay probation, like forty dollars, like it wasn't much. It was like all told, like the whole thing was gonna be four hundred dollars. She's gonna pay like forty dollars a month or something. Well, she never started paying it, and again another scoff law, uh, thumbing her nose at uh, the city uh, magistrate. Well, um, the day it happened, I remember I was at work. And I, like, for whatever reason, like, my parents, like, we only had, we were down to one car. I was working. Neither one of them had a job at the time. And then my dad needed the car to go on, like, a job interview. And I called him. I said, hey, I'm at work. He said, hey. Uh, I said, what's going on? I could hear, like, he sounded like he was out of breath. I said, I'm walking. Um, you still in the car? I said, not anymore. Uh, the police come and, and it took your mother. Like, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, we were just walking down the road. And all of a sudden, the police car stopped and shoved her in the back seat and drove off. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's like and, some Planet of the Apes shit. And she talked. He, ta- he talked to the 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 count the sheriff's department in the Abbeville County, and the pretty much what it was it was kidnapping. They said she can get out if you give us four hundred dollars. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what it was for. Like seriously, they never booked her. They never charged her. You know, like I said, she stayed in jail for four days while my father was finally able to get four hundred dollars from my grandpa. Uh, they they loan sharked you? Pretty much. They kidnapped like, We're going to take your woman that's as collateral. What, that's what, like, at the time, I was, you know, I was I was more mad at her at not, you know, paying the fine or stuff. But over the years, as I've thought about it, I get mad when I think about it. You know, they fucking kidnapped her. You know, that was an illegal, that was, you know, some Bush administration extraordinary rendition <laughs> shit. They just called up your dad and he was like, listen here, boy. <laughs> If you want money, I ain't got none. But what I do got is a very particular set of dirty tricks. <laughs> tricks that make me a nightmare for little sissy boys like you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so far they've been the only two, I'm not, I'm not gonna hold my breath, but the only two immediate family members who have, uh, been in the clink. Who have taken the dive for PJ's criminal <laughs> enterprise. Exactly. We're all, we're all pawns in his little chess game. He plays with the cops. Blood in, blood out, and the Johnson clan. Yes, but uh, uh, we've we've talked about my own run-ins with the law so far. PJ has had any yet, which I'm kind of glad because he's kind of the type to where he might just you know he's the type that if you tried to arrest him for something, he would confess for shit he didn't even do <laughs> just because he's that, he gets that nervous sometimes. Yeah, I killed her. Just leave me alone. I burned down that church, <laughs> <laughs> sir. We're here. We're here talking about seatbelt fines. I don't. What? Oh, never mind. I, didn't I just need three squares in a bed. <laughs> you don't know what it's like out there. Although, one, one time we didn't have running water for a week. My mama took a shit in a shower. Although I will say, of the four of us, he is the biggest criminal. Just from pirating games and stuff alone. Yeah, you were telling me this a few weeks back. PJ has a folder on his computer of pirated video games that is called 
pirated video game. Again, lock letters. You you joke, but that makes sense because the cops like they're going to see like what idiot would have a folder named pirated games? He's probably just got porn in it and move on. They would still look, and if anything, they'd be like, "Hell yeah, this is where he keeps his porn." And I've, of course, I've pirated. If I had to guess, I've probably pirated a thousand dollars worth of books and comic books. You know, easily. Easily, especially if you just, if just Marvel books, fuck yes. If Marvel <laughs> books, of course, are $10 a pop now. Well, those foil covers. I'm sorry, that's DC. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say as far as like, oh, uh, mm, there's another story. I don't, mm, I don't want to say, no, nah, never mind. It's related to my father's arrest. I don't want to use it on, on, on thing because I'm afraid we might have to edit it. But I'll tell it now so you can edit it out. I, I'll let you decide. But he got, when he was arrested, Last week, he was in possession of something. I'm talking about weed. He had weed in his pocket. I was thinking jelly beans. And I kind of, when he told me that, I was like, oh shit. You know, he told me that after the fact. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't ever remember seeing that like on his arrest thing, you know, just drive. Cause if he got caught with possession, I mean, he would have, you know, it would have been a lot worse. It's fine or whatever. He said, no, nah, I was able to get it out of my pocket. And I, he, while the two cops who arrested him were up front, like he, in his words, quote unquote, jerking each other off. Um, he was able to get the, from, with his hands behind his back, he was able to get the weed out of his pocket and shove it down the seat in a, a nook in the seat. <laughs> so by the time they like, you know, cause they padded him down when they arrested him just for weapons, <clears throat> but they emptied his pockets at the uh, sheriff's department and they didn't find the weed, you know, and he planted it on them. He's going to take them down. For I, just, I told him, I said, imagine like uh, in a week, like some guy gets arrested for like some bullshit and like he's laying in the back seat and his hand feels something in between the cushions and he pulls out weed and the cops see like, what's that in your hand? Oh my God, that's not mine. I found it here. Yeah, right. Everybody says that he gets a possession charge on top of it. You know, he's like, I don't care. Fuck him is what I like. He, he pretty much said, fuck that hypothetical person. <laughs> I still think this is just part of his revenge on the cops. <laughs> Who's wearing a seatbelt now, motherfucker? Um, and I, I told him this. I said, you know, he was like, oh, fuck the cops. Fucking assholes want to fuck me. Blah, blah, blah. I said, they were actually kind of cool about a few things because, like, first off, they let him use his cell phone to uh, call us. He called us on his cell phone, and he was able to – he made two calls from jail. Um, and they also didn't impound his truck because where he was, he was pulled over next to a convenience store and they let him, like he parked, they, he parked the truck and left it there. So that way they wouldn't have to tow it and impound it. And we'd have to pay like 500 or more dollars just to get out of impound. So I said, you know, they may have been assholes, but at least they were cool about that. They cut you a break on that, that regard, you know, and he didn't want to hear the yeah, motherfuckers. That's pretty much what he said. Don't you defend the police in this house. But yeah. You know what they did to my daddy? <laughs> Needless to say, by the end of the day, he was ready to go to Ferguson <laughs> protest with them guys. But yeah, like I said, that I don't I don't know how I feel about that. It's I, I'll leave it up to you if you want to leave that that in there or not. Well, what's the concern that there are well, ramifications or? I just I don't know. Like he said, at this point it probably doesn't matter because they can't prove that. Although they do have his fingerprints, they can find his fingerprints on it, maybe. But at this point, there's really nothing they can do to prove. You know what I mean? Also, and, nobody's going to listen to this. Yeah, that's true. And he's paid the fine and stuff, so I don't think he has to fool with the sheriff's party anymore. So fuck it. If you want to leave it in, leave it. In. I don't. I don't think he has a political career that we're going to. <laughs> you don't name. know. That's what I love about politics. He could get into politics in a later date. He, he, he could easily be a mayor of New Jersey. <laughs> 
Fuck, he could be a council. He could be a mayor, Count Falls. I've had like the past seven governors of New Jersey just like been arrested for corruption or for smoking crack. <laughs> and that's I think that's the current governor of New Jersey who was arrested for smoking crack and is still Chris. Chris Christie, no. Oh no, no. I think Are you talking about Illinois? Now Illinois had like a bunch of like governors, like I think like seven or eight of their last ten governors have went to jail for something. Yeah, no. Chris Christie, no. He's he's not a crackhead. He's the kingpin. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I love. Like, I hate Chris Christie, but I also kind of love him because he's just – he's one of those rare breed of supervillain politicians. Yeah. He's like, I'm a piece of shit, and you know like, I'm a piece of shit. Hey, someone pissed him off, so he shut down a bridge. He stopped traffic on a bridge just – for a petty dispute, you know. Uh, that is some fucking Frank Underwood shit right there. Also, in Illinois, it was four of their last seven governors have been to jail. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thanks, Obama. All of them for bribery, and the last governor tried to sell a Senate seat, which was actually Obama's old Senate seat. Oh, yeah, Blagojevich. With that fucking hair. But, uh, where are we at? Uh, Scofflaws, man. Scofflaws, yes. Um, uh, is are there? I think we we've talked about this some. I think we did an early episode where we talked about uh, crime and corruption. But uh, are there any uh, cases? I assume like your your family. There's many cases of your family like thumbing their nose at conventional wisdom. You know, <laughs> the law laws of God. <laughs> yes. Have you had any of your immediate family spend some time in jail? Oh yeah, my sister's been in jail several times. For like just all oh like like ticket related things. I was going to assume drug possession, but I don't want to make that assumption. But I went ahead and made it anyway. But like tickets, like 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 moving violations, seatbelt stuff, like yeah, speeding things like that. Uh, my mother recently, and I, I just want to point out that I hadn't spoken with my mother in a little while. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting next to her in a car, and she's casually like, like well, catching like, me up with uh, how the past couple of months have been for her. Really, well, really, really casually, like you know, the kind of conversation you'd have out round coffee. Mm-hmm. And she points out that. She just casually drops in that she was recently detained by two bounty hunters. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and, goes to Alabama, and she charmed them into releasing her. Charmed in quotes, right? Did she do that? Did she make like a, uh, a thing? Well, I don't want to disrespect your mother, but did she make a thing with her mouth? Got like, charmed them. She went, you know. She would have made that gesture too. So these two bounty hunters, they were like bail bondsmen. I guess so. Yeah. I have like, well, first off, main question I have is like, why didn't you speak? What, did, did your mom live with you, or I thought you lived with her? Why? Ain't oh you no, no. To her in a couple months. Oh, she lives off somewhere else now. Yeah, she lives like like three towns over. She's like okay. two hours away. I didn't know that. I thought she lived there with like your grandma and all that. But uh, not anymore. Okay. Okay. Uh, actually. I'm not proud of myself, but I made a dog, the bounty hunter, joke. Um, after, like, because the two, the, the bail bondsman who was going to get us one, he was a black bail bondsman. And I said, dog, the bounty hunter, spelled D A W G. And I wasn't proud of that joke. But I, I, I would have went for an ice reference. <laughs> he looks just like Tobias Funke. Just his type. But, uh, so yeah, just your sister, like, you know. Uh, my sister has been arrested. My. Mom has had 
uh, some DUIs. I've got a story involving my grandfather getting arrested, but that is something that cannot be told. It it has needs to have a whole episode dedicated to it because it involves an old man chasing two people around a yard with a stick. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> Isn't that on the Johnson family crest? <laughs> like, if John Sylvania had a flag, that's what that would be. An old man chasing two kids with a stick. Well, they weren't kids. They were in their 40s. <laughs> uh, they acted like kids. I'll say that. And then, to be to be fair, the events that led up to it, so did my parents. They were acting like, this is around the time of my mom's uh, kidnapping. <laughs> I like how the... Uh, there's just a season of Justified going on at one point in your life. <laughs> it was because Oxycontin did play a factor. PJ blew up that trailer. Fire in the hole. Fuck your meth operation. <laughs> um, if uh, you have nothing else to contribute. Uh, I don't. No, any more confessions you wish to tell me? Mm, no, while we're recording. Mm. But, uh... Uh, so I guess we'll move on because I have a new store, a new store that comes from the south. It came from the south. Um, this story, believe it or not, <laughs> comes to us from Florida, where all new stories originate. Yes. Um, this takes place in the Florida town of Ellington. Which is in Manatee County. By the way, I love that name. Uh, I'm just going to read the headline. Manatee woman punched sister during fight over vibrator, deputies say. <laughs> well, just. Is that a comic book cover? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on Bitch Planet. <laughs> you, you joke, but I'm sure that's going to be the annual. Um, I'm going to read the article. This is the article. As is. A Manatee County woman is charged with battery after investigators say she punched her sister in the face during an argument about her boyfriend and a vibrator. Probably the same person. But Deputies, deputies arrested, and I swear to God, this is her name, Heidi Marie Kramer. <laughs> 48 years old at her sister's apartment in Ellington at about 2.17 on Sunday afternoon. This was December 10th, this article was dated. Um, when deputies arrived, they say Holly Ryan was on her balcony with blood on her face, and her sister Heidi Kramer was outside the apartment, pounding pounding on the locked front door and screaming obscenities. Deputies arrested Kramer, who told them she had been fighting with her sister about a vibrator and her boyfriend. Kramer tried to break free from the deputy during the arrest, according to an affidavit. And that's are, are you sure this isn't just the writer like half remembering a porno he watched a few years back? I want to share with you her mugshot because I feel like she's got my dad beat as far as mugshots go. This is a woman you can tell she's happy. She's just picturing the headline. Maybe she's thinking about the bo- boyfriend or the vibrator. I don't know. <laughs> There's no details as to what the fuck the argument was about. No, uh, other than all- a boyfriend and a vibrator. Yeah. Presumably, either one got stole or both got stole or... Or she found the boyfriend with the vibrator. Which is true. It happens. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to look. I'm fine. I'm going to the most reliable source on this, the Huffington Post. Oh. This has got more information. Um, yeah. It just says investigators do not know exactly why the duo were arguing over the boyfriend <laughs> or the sex. The story. duo. She was released from Manatee County Jail Monday after posting the $500 bond. See, it's cheaper to assault your twin sister than it is 
to uh, drive with a suspended license. Who knew? If if only your dad had assaulted the police with a working vibrator. And it is cheaper still to be arrested by the Abbeville County Sheriff's Department. <laughs> it was only four hundred dollars that day. I'm just I'm just still trying to wrap my head around what took place. I, I mean, know. how did how did a vibrator come between two sisters? Ah, uh, wait, you didn't mean that as a pun, but I took it as one. Ah, uh, incest. Ugh. It is the South. I mean, all the interactions between me and my sister's vibrator have been peaceful, if not a little awkward. Yeah. That, those, that story you told made me glad I don't have a sister just for that reason. I also had to put up with PJ6 toys. His vibrators. That's a pain in the ass. Uh, uh, I'll be here all week. Don't, that's it. I can't, trip your interest. I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, we need to end. Just go ahead. And <laughs> I, I've, I'm done, James. I've, I've peaked. One would say I've climaxed. Yep. Whoa, hey. That's it. I, I went too far. He's been your host for the night. The man with a schlong a mile long. Matt the Johnson Johnson. Whoa. Have you ever thought if you would have a porn name, what would it be? My name would be exactly the same. James. No, Marshall Lewis. That should be your alias for everything. I didn't Google that once and find out that there is a porn star whose name is just James Lewis. <laughs> And all I could think is, why, why would you go with that? I imagine like his real name's like Xavier Sexpot. <laughs> so he wanted something more, more mundane. My name, of course, would be based in American history. Thomas Jefferson Hancock. Yes. Boom. History. See, I, I would have thought that you would have went with Paul Rear. No, because it's historically inaccurate what happened to Paul Revere. Well, I don't want to watch the Midnight Ride of Israel Pistol. <laughs> That's more historically inaccurate. But, all right, I agree to disagree. So all right, I'm glad we could come together on this and have a vibrator bring us together instead of rip us apart. Oh, yeah. Until the South rises again, I've been James. I've been Thomas Jefferson Hancock. And you've just been below the Bible Belt. This is a stupid show. Johnson.